This is, this is fine. This is fine. This, this is, is fine. fine. This is fine. <laughs> this is fine. This is a poor substitute for therapy, but an excellent substitute for jo- other podcasts. We're not like other podcasts. Join us as we find the answers to the universe's biggest questions like, is butter a carb? Does crying burn calories? And what the fuck am I doing with my life? We're here to be your part-time therapist, astrologer, concierge doctor, and fairy godmother. Do you need someone to validate you today? Cool, cool, cool. Come on in. We're fine. This is fine. Salut tout le monde. Fun fact, that means sup everybody in French. That's actually not as much a fun fact as it is a direct translation, but it is a fact and I think it's fun. Moving on. If we haven't yet become acquainted, I'm your host, Dominique. And on This Is Fine, we have a little series called Validate Me Harder, Daddy, in which we hash out a shared human experience that can sometimes make people feel isolated. We validate you. Everyone likes a little validation here and there, some of us more so than others. This is the second installment. If you'd like to hear the first, pause right now and head back to episode seven with Liz Letcherud, PhD. Today, we've got my dearest friend, manager, accomplice, This Is Fine co-conspirator, Dominique Media Business Manager, host of the future podcast, Pretty and Witty and Gay, Zan Polka, aka Zandora's Box, aka Zantartica, aka Latina Fay on TikTok. This also happens to be the second installment of October's Take Better Care of Yourself Month and is building on our last episode with Kevin Curry of Fitman Cook, in which we got the ball rolling on our relationship with wellness influencers, social media, health talk, etc. So today's topic, why doing the most, especially doing the most with wellness and health, is actually not healthy and how to start identifying these subversive, harmful messages in the media you consume and other areas of your life. Self-care shouldn't be super stressful, but why has it become that way? Let's get into it. Without further ado, Zan, welcome. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. So to kick things off, are you fine? (coughs) (laughs) Again, as Jorinda Medley once said, I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. (laughs) It's my favorite gift now. It is. Oh my God, it's my most used GIF next to Elmo on fire. Yes, yes. throwing up fire. Every time I see that, I think it's of also you. my most viewed TikTok. Every, I should change um, your contact. Oh, uh, to the Elmo fire. That yeah. One. yeah, that's you. Saying almost fire. I did forget my Adderall today. So <laughs> we'll see. Well, speaking of meandering, we'll see if I can even finish a sentence. Speaking of plot twists, <laughs> the Adderall has left the building. Well, this is we're raw dog in the episode. <laughs> Ooh, I'm raw dogging reality all day today. <laughs> I'm so sorry to my number one fan, Carol Fredericks, who is listening to this right now for the language that we have exhibited. Carol, I love you so much. We love you. Please don't be disappointed in me. <laughs> I didn't like think how, of that. I like how we know that like Alicia does not care, but like Carol, I know you have a swear jar at your house. <laughs> I'll donate millions to that swear jar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Struggling back. I'm not even on Adderall and uh, like in general, and I feel like I'm on the same level as you today. Good to know. Yeah. Okay. Thank anyway. you. I love that. Solidarity. I, I'm looking at astrology. Like, what are my answers? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Please, for the love of God, something help me. Something is squaring my mercury. Anyway, so doing the most. This is a conversation that Zan and I have kind of been having offline a little bit. It's been, I would say, like top of mind for me a lot recently and I'm thinking okay it would be nice to like bounce these ideas off of someone who gets it who knows where I'm coming from shares kind of a similar POV and I guess share some insights with anyone listening who might be doing the most or following people in the media social media and otherwise who are also influencing them to do the most I know I see a lot of that in my own social media feeds and I just 
You know, I wanted to talk about that today and kind of like bring us back down to earth. Zan, how are you feeling about this topic today? Oh, I feel so many things. <laughs> As a natural skeptic, I have always been very skeptical of the wellness industry, um, as you know. Right. Um, I think the wellness industry, obviously, people are well-intentioned. Yeah, there are pros and cons, right? Yeah. Like, this isn't a bad—we're not vilifying an industry, especially one that I work in. However, right. as with any industry, it's rife with problems. Well, yeah. I mean, you're now getting—it's an industry, so— Exactly. Anything now there's money behind it. Capitalizing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it becomes a business, and so yep. it benefits people to continue to profit off of it, obviously. Yep. Um, I think the the trap is, is that we're bombarded with so many different types of self-care and wellness and some new berry that's going to solve all your problems, <laughs> you know— um, and what people don't realize is that it's not a one-size-fits-all situation. Right. And so people are just kind of throwing money at all kinds of things, trying, like, desperately trying to, like, grab onto something right. or, like, feel better. Um, not realizing that, like, following this or, like, being a carbon copy of some influencer is not the thing that's going to save them. Right, 100%. So I think this is coming from a lot of, you know, systemic issues, right? Mm -hmm. Not to get, like, too crazy with this. And there are a lot of layers. This is a pretty beefy topic. But in general, a lot of us don't have the kind of access to healthcare that we would like. Access to healthcare in the U.S., no matter what your beliefs on, you know, universal healthcare, whatever it is, no matter what they are, it can be really difficult to find a doctor that will take a comprehensive look at everything that's going on mm -hmm. in your life. And in American culture in particular, I would say there's kind of like a suck it up mentality to where we really ignore our bodily cues mm -hmm. or we minimize and kind of marginalize our physical experiences. Case in point, the last time I was here in the studio recording, I actually was experiencing um, a cyst rupture and hemorrhage inside my body. And I was in excruciating pain, but was telling myself that I was being hysterical. Mm, just chill. It's just very, yeah. very chill day. Everything's fine. Um, and despite, you know, my doctor making moves to get me in quickly, it still took several days for me to be able to get answers. Mm -hmm. And that's, I have health insurance. Not everyone has health insurance. And even if you do have health insurance, the hoops and the money, it's just hard to get the kind of comprehensive health care that we need as human beings. And so it's very easy for an industry, even a well-intentioned industry, to kind of prey upon that. Everyone wants answers. Everyone wants fixes. And sometimes it's like, okay, we're offered this buffet of options because it isn't a one-size-fits-all practice. Wellness is different for everyone. Health is different for everyone. Mental health is different for everyone. And we should have options. But then you feel overwhelmed by them and you're thinking, you know, which one is going to fix me? Mm -hmm. Which one is going to give me the answer? I can't get into this specialist that I need to see or my doctor is backed up for several months or I don't have health insurance. Can I take supplements instead? This influencer said they had the same thing and, you know, they're doing this and they're better now. So I think it's very multifaceted. And again, I, I don't think it's like evil industry, but there are, I think, a lot of ways that you can be steered, steered wrong, steered incorrectly, <laughs> steered yeah, into the wrong if path. You're, if you're trying to find your own fixes without guidance of a professional, right? it's very easy to fall into things that are actually doing more harm than good. Right. Because you you don't know, and how could you be expected to know? Like, not all of us are going to medical school. <laughs> but I mean, you make a really good point that the healthcare industry in the U.S. is a shit show. 
and especially for mental health services. Oh I mean, gosh, Jesus, yeah. like finding a therapist that will actually take your insurance is mm-hmm. a nightmare. Yeah. The amount of therapists that I've had to call, even going through my insurance website and being like, therapists under whatever. Yeah. I remember having to call so many people and like half the people on my insurance's website were no longer taking that insurance. Yeah. So I was like, what are we doing here? So I actually <laughs> talked to um, Rachel Wright, a right. therapist, about antidepressants. Um, we did a two-part series, Adventures with Antidepressants. Mm-hmm. And she actually talked about why she doesn't take insurance. And I've talked to a few therapists about this. And I used to think, you know, therapists don't actually want to help people if they don't take insurance. Right. They're too expensive, blah, blah, blah. That's well, not even that. Right. Um, insurance companies, health insurance companies in America can very intensely discriminate against people and their coverage. hmm when they see diagnoses like depression, yeah. bipolar disorder, ADHD, um, the health insurance industry itself is pretty fraught. Yeah. Um, and I think that affects how mental health care practitioners are able to practice and serve the general population. Right. Well, I remember like years ago, I had Blue Cross through work and I was seeing this one there. I just started seeing this therapist and then the office called and they were like, oh, so by the way, we're no longer taking your insurance. And I was like, cool. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, and they had said, like, well, they had said, like, we're not taking, like, X insurance. And I was like, well, I have Blue Cross. Like, I think you called the wrong person. And they're like, no, no, like, Blue Cross, I don't, I don't know if outsources is the right word, but, like, whatever department oh, for mental handles, health. yeah, mental yep, health they stuff. do. It's like, Mag- not Magellan. Yeah, it is it Magellan. Is, yeah. It is Magellan. Yep. Um, Been there. <laughs> yeah, right? And so it's like, oh, so it's like, not even my insurance is in yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. Sorry, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that makes it difficult. If Magellan is not paying out the providers or whatever, then, like, of course, they're not going to want to take insurance. Like, so it's just, I mean, it's a whole thing. And so we just don't have access. And then societally, we're overworked. We're underpaid. We're under this, like, grind mentality. We get two weeks of vacation a year if you're lucky, whereas, like, other countries have, you know, a month, six weeks Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, we just don't take care of our people. We're just cogs in a machine. And so, again, it is very, very, very easy to fall into, I don't even want to call them traps because it's, like, it's. I don't think they're meant to be traps, but it's just, yeah. again, people grasping at straws just trying to, like, do anything. Like these wellness routines, like we're coming back to the idea of doing the most, where mm. we are trying to meditate and mm-hmm. journal and monitor every single, you know, item of food where it's only, you know, fitting into certain parameters mm-hmm. and we're taking, you know, digestive enzymes and we're, you know, going to therapy and acupuncture. Right. And, you know, I've been in that position where I'm like, okay, doing the most and I have to hyper fixate on my health. And mm-hmm. it really backfired for me and I ended up being very, very sick. Right. And as some of you listening know, I had to take mental health leave and a physical health leave from my job because my body was like actually blowing up. And yeah. I'm not using that as like a euphemism, like stuff was rupturing. Yeah. And, like, very recently, same. You know, I was having really severe panic attacks and, you know, dissociation and all this crazy stuff. And, you know, I was thinking, I'm doing everything, quote unquote, right. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm using the essential oils. I'm going to yoga. I'm meditating. I have the Calm app. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Why would this be happening to me? And it's because that isn't actually the healthiest approach. Actually, I downloaded this TikTok to talk to you about today. (laughs) And it was a Berries instructor Okay, it was a TikTok by Hi Amanda Butler, uh, um, obviously on TikTok. I was just going to say it again. <laughs> but she's a Berries instructor. And her message was hey, if you are one of the people who is at Berries Bootcamp five days a week, stop. Stop mm-hmm. doing that. And I was like, yes, bitch. Like, thank you so much. Yeah. I was one of those people. I know those people. Yeah. People are still doing that. And mm-hmm. I see stuff like, you know, the what I eat in a day is with people who are fixated on, you know, exercising. Right. I recently went to a workout that gave me, <laughs> like, 
Kayla had seen us BBG PTSD, <laughs> like <laughs> where it was just like some people are still really doing the most. And I know like Zan, you and I have talked about there are certain TikTok accounts and I don't want to name names because right. I think that people have really good intentions and people find stuff that works for them at right. least at that point in their journey. And then they're like, I got to tell everyone. I've right. And there too. And I just think it can be dangerous to try to copy someone's lifestyle, especially these like what I eat in a day. Mm-hmm. This is the, these are the food groups that I avoid. This is my exact workout. Right. Like some of it can be inspirational if you have like a healthy, if you have a healthy lens when you're looking at it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that absolutely makes sense because I think it's that healthy lens is a smidge of skepticism. Right. I don't even want to call it skepticism because it's a little bit, it has a negative connotation. But it's, but I mean, you are, you're fact checking things. You're like asking yourself, oh, well, why are they doing that specifically? Right what's like the intention behind that or whatever. And then you can build like a a more complete picture of what it is that they're doing. But that's that's hard. That's work. I mean Yeah. And it takes experience. It too. takes experience. Um you have to know what works for you. Yeah. You can't just like copy and paste someone's entire routine and be like, I'm gonna have the exact same results as this person. Right. You're not. Right. And I think both of us have learned the hard way in different ways with this. Another thing I think it comes down to is there's a lot of fear there's fear about our food not being safe or mm-hmm. healthy here, right? Like it's why people are choosing organic and then mm-hmm. thinking maybe even organic isn't enough because it's still, you know, getting different kinds of pesticides. Yeah. Or, you know, that there are ingredients here in the U.S. that are banned in other countries yeah. and there's stuff in our laundry and there's stuff, yeah. you know, in our self-care, personal care products. There's so much fear. I personally don't want to be afraid if I'm just craving an ice cream. Right. I don't want to think like, oh, is there like, artificial dye. And like there is, and this is a hard thing. I don't have the answers. This is not me like pontificating. Right. I don't have the answer to this because I'm still going through it. But there's so much fear around things being bad for us, things Mm -hmm. being unhealthy, fear around being unhealthy in general, fear around getting sick, never being able to get better, yada, yada, yada. And I think that fear drives us back to the industry that capitalizes on that fear. Of course. And it really becomes a matter of reading the headline versus reading the article. Right. We've talked about this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, I mean, I could talk about this forever, but there are so many instances in which people are just kind of regurgitating what the headline is. And we see it constantly, like especially in politics, but in the wellness industry in terms of things, ingredients that are bad for you or whatever. Right. If you actually read about it or you like read things from people who are chemists, scientists, whatever, and hear about why this particular ingredient is in something and you're they're like yeah i mean in mass quantities mercury is bad for you yes (laughs) you know just like water is toxic at the wrong dose like yeah get hyponatremia right yeah Um, i get that but like there again like i work in the arts i I don't know science really (laughs) (laughs) this is very layman's terms but like in terms of ingredients and like skincare or whatever i remember seeing some tiktok of a chemist being like no, no, this ingredient is actually not bad. Like, Right. Chemicals in, aren't bad. <laughs> right. The way that this chemical is, I don't know, balanced in this. Right. At the, at the dose. Yeah. At the, at the dose, at the, at the way that they like process it and do chemical mm-hmm. reaction stuff to it, it's fine. Yes. But when you read about it, you're like, oh, it's this big, scary chemical that in right. large quantities is going to kill you. Like, you know? I think it's good to definitely be critical, right? Like, you're sure. looking at ingredients, you're, you're conscious, you're diligent, yeah. you're deliberate, but right? But part of that— being diligent is also doing the research on 
why it's in there, how it's yeah. used. And that, I mean, again, that takes work. And when you're overworked and you're paid, stressed out, like, do you really have time to be sitting there reading scholarly journals? Right. And, on top and of do that, you like, even know how to read scholarly exactly. journals? Like, <laughs> do you, did you have the take, context for that? Did you take a semester course in college that taught you how to read yeah. PubMed? Yeah. Probably not. And then on top of that, to make things even harder— Different doctors and different experts have different opinions. Yes. There's going to be someone who says, there's going to be an MD, right? Mm -hmm. All the credentials who says we need to be focusing on the gut-brain access, mm -hmm. access, excuse me. Then there's going to be another MD who says that doesn't exist. That's not real. Right. And and there's data on either side. Right. So it's, it's just hard to be a person in the world right now yeah. trying to be healthy. Right. I think maybe just acknowledging how difficult it is and validating that experience it's tough. And yeah. we're all looking for a pathway. We're all looking for an answer. Mm -hmm. We're all looking for different solutions. And it's not a bad thing to get lost in social media wellness influencers. Mm -hmm. Like there's no moral intrinsic value to that. We're all just trying to find our way. Yeah. But I think the reason why I wanted to bring this up is just because I've been through that personally. And I know you've had your own version of being through that mm -hmm. personally. <laughs> and just coming back to basics, like it shouldn't be hard. Don't carbon copy, like <laughs> copy and paste someone else's routine and and to just have that healthy, like you were saying, healthy skepticism and constantly educating yourself mm -hmm. and realizing that like the path isn't linear and something that's working for you right now might not work for you all the time. Yeah. And you just are going to have to adapt and change. Right. And I think on that note too, it's not a bad thing to be trying these things so long as you acknowledge yeah. that okay, I tried that and that didn't work for me. That doesn't mean all hope is lost. You know, I'm going to be out to see forever. Right. I'm just going to find something else that works. It comes back to listening to your body, mm -hmm. um, which again is very hard to do when you're just stressed out all the time. Exactly. Um, I read, what was that article I sent you yesterday that oh, it like randomly came up. It randomly came up after we were talking about doing this today. And it was called like self-care versus self-soothing. Um, and the gist of it is that, you know, we conflate the two a lot. And a lot of the things that we think are self-care or joke are self-care, like shopping or, you know, treat yourself, are actually just self-soothing mechanisms. Right. Self-care is essentially building, like, the foundation for, like— being able to handle whatever things come your way. Yeah, it's building up versus numbing. Yeah, whereas self-soothing, which, again, is not a bad thing. Sometimes we just need to be soothed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's sort of like a temporary Band-Aid. Yeah. So this is an article from slice.ca. This is not— I, um, did not, I did not bet this at all. This just, like, popped up <laughs> for me, and I was like— But it's oh, a good point, and it's, uh, it's written by an author, Alexa Keeler— there's a section with a quote from psychotherapist Sheffi Baye, I hope I'm saying that right, B-H-A-Y-E-E. Self-care is often conflated with self-soothing, which is an entirely different thing. Although both are necessary, this registered psychotherapist believes it is important to differentiate between the two because the latter can become destructive. Quote, self-soothing is something we do when we are in a time of stress. We soothe as a result of going through some sort of crisis or some sort of distress. That makes sense. Like, yeah. we, we just said, like, sometimes you just need soothing. Right. Self-care, on the other hand, the article says, is being mindful of your needs and taking steps to fulfill those. Self-soothing is more of a way to de-escalate. Sheffy gives an example. As a baby or as a child, if you're crying, your mother might soothe you with milk or food. Then 
we become adults, <laughs> this is not in the article, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's piggybacking yeah. off of what they're saying, like, we're going to have a glass of wine or yeah. an edible at the end of the day, or yeah. we're going to online shop for we're everything that we need for friends or yeah. whatever. And I feel like even hanging out with friends might kind of have a Venn diagram here. Like, yeah, it into definitely both. does. But we might self-soothe with ice cream. Yeah. Or <laughs> I, I guess the things that we would maybe categorize as vices, which are okay. And, you know, again, the dose. In healthy doses. The doses. Yeah. Where, you know, self-care would be working out. Like, that actually is Therapy, taking like, care of yourself. Yeah. And like the article said, both are very valid. It's the idea of putting your mask on before helping other people. Yeah. That's basically what self-care is. You are putting your own mask on so that you are able to handle the things that come your way. Right. You're building that foundation. But obviously, you know, things are going to come your way. And so when they do, then you can have some ice cream or yeah. like have a less wine or whatever. But totally. you have at least created uh, or you've given yourself the tools to be able to handle them. Right. You're building more of that healthy foundation. You're laying another brick in the foundation, right? And what doing the most in this field looks like would be, I guess, piling all of those activities into every single day. Like I have a wellness journal and then I have like a goal tracking Mm -hmm. journal and then I have like my calm meditation like in the app Mm -hmm. journal and I have the meditation and I have my sleep tracker. I have three different sleep tracking kind of like apps and devices and everything. And I was saying all of this to my now retired therapist, pour one out for Dr. Newhouse, who basically said like, isn't this exhausting? Yeah. Like it can be exhausting to be taking care of yourself in that Mm -hmm. way. Like if self-care becomes... I guess like a full-time job, if your health and wellness routine is becoming a full-time job, yeah, I feel like then it's a little bit too much. Like, I don't know. Well, I, you're just putting small Band-Aids on something that like actually needs surgery right. or stitches. And I think about that a lot too. Like, is your self-care putting a Band-Aid over an infected wound? Yeah. Like, you're just going to die of sepsis with yeah. a stupid Band-Aid. I mean, this is sort of what we were talking about earlier, like in terms of my journey with like therapy and mm-hmm. medication and stuff. When I first started therapy, you know, in my early 20s, I was not doing well. <laughs> not well, bitch. Not well. <laughs> not well. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Um, and I didn't understand why I just felt like I was constantly drowning all the time anyway. Like therapy was helping, yeah. but I just I couldn't get to a, like a good place. And it turns out that I am depressed. Hey, join um, the club. Yeah, right. <laughs> Super fun. Team um, no dopamine. <laughs> hell yeah, store bought. <laughs> but, but like, if you if you think about it, of like, say you're on like an inflatable raft out in the middle of the ocean, no land in sight. This raft as a whole, it's taken on water, and you keep trying to scoop out the water, and that's therapy. And you don't know why, like, you're not getting anywhere. Like, right. the band aids are not helping. Yeah. And medication was sort of the thing that like actually patched, patched over the, the hole, hole yeah. so that. I could row myself to safety, essentially. Yeah. But so long as I'm trying to, like, pour buckets of water out, I cannot row. I cannot get to, like, the destination. I cannot get to a better place. And I feel like that's sort of the self-soothing versus self-care thing of, like, are all these self-soothing mechanisms just putting tiny Band-Aids on this, like, massive hole in your raft? But but you need the two. I mean, the things have to meet halfway. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like, I I think about this— Almost every single day. Yeah. And I, I truly don't think I have the answers. But just right now, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of this very 2016, 2017, like doing the most wellness mm-hmm. where people are just going really ham with a lot of things that aren't necessary and yeah. becoming hyper fixated. And maybe this is like my own personal baggage because I have become hyper fixated mm-hmm. 
really hardcore workouts, you know, being obsessed with wellness. And I think if you're obsessed with anything like that is worth taking a second look. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, I love wellness and I am queen of can't like things in a chill way. Mm -hmm. Like I am obsessed or I'm not interested. Same. So yeah, exactly. So you get it. Yeah. So like I understand and I'm also like, no, don't do that. Like every time I see these typically young women on TikTok a lot now. Yeah. Sometimes still on Instagram, I'm just not on there a lot anymore. And I see this obsession, this fixation, hyperfixation mm-hmm. on everything is health. And I'm like, would you ever have like a normal cookie? Or right. like, would you ever take a day to just not exercise? Yeah. I think a lot of it was that the dog? Yeah. Stella. Um, she wants a cookie. Yeah, she's she like want a cookie. absolutely. She's like, did would you take say a regular the C word? Excuse me. I have a different C word for you. <laughs> Stop it. She's a child. Oh. <laughs> Earmuffs. Anyway, I kind of lost the plot here, but um, <laughs> I had a I had a good point on this. I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> um, what was my point? Doing the most. You were oh, talking about oh, your oh, life oh, raft. Oh, oh sorry. <clears throat> well, I mean, yeah, the life raft. Uh, I mean. Oh, so I guess the the conclusion to that is yeah. also that I want to note that, like, I don't rely on just medication and I don't rely on yeah, just— Yeah, like, it's a recipe. It's a recipe, and I just want to be very clear about that because, again, going back to thinking that, like, one thing is going to be a cure-all, it's like, no, no, like, my, my meds get me to a certain place, but, right. like, I still go to therapy to develop co- co- coping mechanisms. Right. Man, I'm on GATEHD TikTok, and it is fucking excellent. GATEHD. Yeah, it's a, that algorithm, very specific. So specific. Like, is the algorithm single? He anticipates all my needs. (laughs) Honestly, makes me laugh all the time, too. I know, right? Knows my exact sense of humor, my personal style, recipes I would want to make, foods I would want to eat, places I want to travel. That algorithm knows me better than any of my ex-girlfriends. Yeah. What? Like what? Just like tucking my hair behind my ear. Right. Like, is it single? <laughs> what sign are you? You're showing me a lot of astrology. TikToks. So much astrology TikTok. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to be very clear that like you still have to meet these things halfway, yeah. and you still have to do the work. But again, like that's what's hard about it is that it is work. But if it's all consuming and yeah. it's taking over your fucking life, then that's the difference. That's the problem. That's the difference. Um, yep. So I think part of the resurgence is the pandemic. Uh, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> you know, uh, I we're hate to restarting. Say it. Yeah, we're restarting, but <laughs> the pandemic cured my depression in that everybody is as depressed as I am. So uh, now I'm just normal. This shit you leveled I mean? the playing field. Yeah, it leveled the playing field. We were inside for, I mean, a year, basically. Mm-hmm. I and, got paler than I thought was possible. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> especially those first couple of months where we yeah, like literally did not go outside. That's scary. Especially that first year, we couldn't go to the gym, we couldn't socialize, mm-hmm. we couldn't do all of these things. And so I think. There, there was a big shift yeah, that's um, a great point. in bringing that back. And again, not for a bad reason. Yeah. I mean, it's a pandemic. And we're all it trying to feel better. Scare. Yeah. You're cooped up. You're going crazy. And you very much want to take care of yourself and be healthy. Yeah. Because God forbid you get COVID and you're like, I don't know if my body's going to be able to fight this or not. Like, right. Because I'm, I'm not in a good state of health. I'm not in yeah. a good state of health. Or, you know, it also like calls to attention if you've historically not been very mindful of your health. Like, mm-hmm. oh shit, maybe I should be working out. Maybe I should be eating better. You it was know? like the big reset button for everyone. Yeah. Almost. I mean, it yeah. was a giant reckoning yeah. for all of us. And again, being stuck inside with your thoughts all day. Yeah. This is another thing I think we talk about a lot. Yeah. It's like a lot of people are uncomfortable with their own silence, yeah. with their own thoughts and cannot stand being alone mm-hmm. or being still. Yeah. And they need more than self-soothing, I would say, is self-numbing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like self-soothing to an unhealthy level almost, right? Instead of getting comfortable with yourself, with Mm -hmm. your thoughts, with your stillness. And I sound so preachy and holier than that right now because I'm like, I'm totally comfortable alone. But I I think it is a skill that I have had to work on. I mean, Mm -hmm. you've known me for, what, 15 years? Yeah. I I did not used to be able to go to lunch by myself. I couldn't go to the beach by myself. Anything in which I couldn't get a friend to go with me if, like, everyone was busy, I wouldn't go. Yeah. I wouldn't go eat lunch. And now I do almost, I can do anything alone, right? Yeah. Like, I've traveled by myself. I live by myself. I'm raising a dog by myself. Mm-hmm. So I think it definitely is a skill that you have to work on, right? right. Like and that, it's also not a skill that we are, as a society, told we should develop. Right. We're actually told the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Partner up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of gifts that come from it. And, you know, part of it— Part of independence and, like, being okay with yourself is a privilege, and we've mm-hmm. talked about that together. But it's also work. Yeah, and again, it's hard. Goes back to <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> it being hard work. Yeah. It's part of your wellness. It's, it is part of your wellness. I mean, the beginning of the pandemic was an extreme. Like, I love being alone. <laughs> I'm an only child. Yeah. <laughs> I've been prepping for this my whole life. Yeah. Like, as a kid, I used to read from, like, sunup to sundown, and my mom would have to yell at me to go outside. And I was like, for what? <laughs> I'm just going to take my book outside and do the same thing. <laughs> and you, you looked know? like Harry Potter. <laughs> I know. I did look like Harry Potter. <laughs> that picture's so oh, good. Oh, God. Zaniel Radcliffe. Um, <laughs> Zaniel Radcliffe. <laughs> for those. Oh, my God. My friend Sarah <laughs> said that to me, and I, I was like, that. I can't believe I never thought of that. Me but for those who don't know me, as a child— I literally looked like Daniel Radcliffe from the first Harry Potter movie <laughs> if he had hair past his shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> like someone put a Spot wig on. on that boy and it was me. The eye color, the hair color. Yeah. 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 It I'm going to have to put cute. this on the Patreon. Oh my God. Absolutely. Please just do your, it. Just is. your photo for the episode guide. <laughs> yeah. And I'm... <laughs> uh, yeah, I, we can we can put a picture of what I look like now, but it doesn't even matter. I, I look like Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I did. Zaniel Radcliffe. Zaniel Radcliffe. Like, you've seen the photo. The, no, oh, I know that okay. photo. I mean now. You don't look oh, like— Oh, yeah, no, now I don't. I was like, no, you don't. No, I, I brush my hair. Um, <laughs> I stopped wearing glasses. <laughs> Every little bit counts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been preparing to be alone my whole life, uh, or I've been preparing for this pandemic, essentially. Um, arts and crafts. <laughs> it sounded so dark at first. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> the way that my dating life is going, again, my TikTok algorithm is my best prospect right now. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, tight. We're uh, fine. Cool, cool, cool. Love that for me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, like, the pandemic was sort of, like, a dream. I was like, you mean I don't have to go to an office? You mean yeah. I can be in my pajamas? I can All do arts time. and crafts? Like, obviously, that is not sustainable long-term. And at the time, I was, like, sort of living with a girlfriend, so it was more fun. Right. But I, like, really cherished that a long time. I don't know how I would have fared had I lived alone, like, those first couple of months. Yeah. But I really enjoy doing things by myself. But I also know when I've been inside too long, then I want to go out. I want to socialize. I want right. to do things. But I am very good at just being, like, nah, hard pass. Like, I'd rather yeah. be at home and, and do stuff. And you're okay, like— even just being still for a little bit, which is, I think, a huge feat for someone who does have ADHD. <laughs> oh, I don't know if still is the right word because uh, if you see me operate at home, <laughs> I'm listening to a podcast at all times. Okay. If not, I have something like on like as background noise, but especially like if I'm cleaning, if I'm doing things around the house, like I cannot just stand there in silence. Like I need to be listening to something. See, this is actually what I'm talking about. I'm like, can you be just no distractions, no act? like outside external input, just kind of still with yourself. 
I don't know that it's for lack of want. I My brain is just racing all, all the, the time. time. No, same. I get it. And as I'm thinking <laughs> about one thing, I a am million other things thinking of other things. Mm-hmm. Like Simultaneously. Be, yeah, mid-text yep. and like— I'm thinking about 40 other things. Yeah. Everyone's always like, how do you multitask? And I'm like, it is a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, In that I literally cannot do one thing at a time. Yeah, same. I absolutely cannot. So that's, I keep bringing this up, but that's why I've I've been like practicing, Mm -hmm. can I just be still? And again, this comes back to Dr. Newhouse who told me, he prescribed me 15 minutes a day of doing nothing. And I was like, you mean meditating? And he was like, no. This was like supposed to be my antidote for doing the most. Yeah. So just sitting and existing and not distracting, not mind-numbing, not entertaining, not listening, just existing. Yeah, I mean, the caveat with me is that I don't—I'm not doing multiple things at once because I'm, like, I'm maximizing my productivity. It's just, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, just like nature. Yeah. Like, I will say, though, like, when I walk my dog, I usually—I will always take my headphones, podcast, music, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there are times where I— just turn everything off and I'm just in my head, like thinking yeah. about 8 million things, sort of in silence. I mean, just with yeah. like the outside noise. That's but, what I'm talking about, just getting with your thoughts. Yeah. And then I do that in bed and then it's three in the morning and I'm like, <laughs> I love this for me. Why doesn't my brain stop talking? <laughs> it's it's so interesting how it does kind of switch on it. I feel like I, I have like brain revenge mm-hmm. if I am so slammed with work or whatever it is during the day and then I get home, my brain's like, wait, we wanted to think about our own things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, for sure. I, it's it's like a, a cooling off period. Like yeah. I, every time I socialize, I'm like, I want to go home and like it will be two in the morning. Like I've gone out and I'm like, no, I need to like just sit and I do anything. Decompress. For like 30 minutes yeah. before I even think about going to, totally. to bed. Totally. The cool down period is real. Yeah. Yeah. That ma- that makes a lot of sense for me, actually. Yeah. I've never thought about it that way, but it's like I do need that time mm-hmm. to kind of like literally come down from like the social interaction, the brain power for work, from whatever it was. On, being from, on. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. It's and not like, that I'm like, I don't, I don't think I'm like being someone else when I'm with other people. For sure, people. but like, you're <laughs> on. It's a different. <laughs> very unapologetic yeah, myself. I think you are. all learned. <laughs> yes. Uh, to a fault. <laughs> no, I would say no. No faults. <laughs> you're perfect. <laughs> you Some people a, would disagree. You have a face like Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, you know, from Bridesmaids. <laughs> Her hair smells like, I don't know. Pine needles. Yeah. You face like sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> you're prettier than Cinderella. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you so much. Oh, so no, but I feel like we had a point at the beginning of this, and <clears throat> we've taken some twists and turns, yeah. but it's all like the same topic, right? Like, Yeah, it's just a matter of taking care of yourself and yeah. listening to yourself, and that is a skill that takes work. Okay, to wrap this up, we started by saying, you know, <laughs> stop doing the most. Basically from our own experience of like, you know, it doesn't get you there any faster. Yeah. It doesn't make you any healthier to add on layers. Like there's a bell curve. At a certain point, like you're just stressing yourself out. Well, and also social media is a highlight reel. So yes. you are seeing what they are posting. Yeah. You are not seeing the in-between. And I and that's like another thing that everybody talks about in terms of like face mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Like People are depressed watching other people's social media because they're like, my life doesn't look that cool. And it's like, well, their life probably doesn't look that cool either, but you don't see it. Right. And there are, like, merits to, like, finding the things to be grateful for and then, like, sharing your highlights. I I don't want people to think, like, highlight reels are inherently bad. But if you are basing your comparison or your own life off of someone else's, you know— Again, curated social media. Exactly. Especially when it pertains to health and wellness Mm -hmm. and industry that can definitely— like the beauty industry, yeah. prey upon insecurities, 
fears, Mm -hmm. pain. Yeah. These are, you know, some of the most fundamental things we experience. So just something to keep in mind. Yeah. Scroll responsibly. Yeah. And and, uh, feel free to ask yourself questions. Like if something doesn't feel right, like Google, ask questions. And before you get obsessed Mm -hmm. (laughs) with a program or a diet or, you know, a a chlorophyll trend, whatever the hell it is, like— Think about it. Just be like, okay, what are the pros and cons? Yeah. Everything's got cons. Yeah. The thing I talk about sometimes is informed consent when it comes to your health. Yeah. You've got to know the pros and cons. Yeah. you got to know what it's going to do. What's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah. What's the maximum benefit? And if you're on medication, please oh, for the love check of God. your yeah. uh, contraindications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And talk to a doctor. Yeah. Any doctor. I know that's hard. Because sometimes, like, I mean, it's so crazy. I mean, my dad, I mean, does on a lot of, like, medications. But uh, I remember there was one where he was like, no, I, like, can't even eat grapefruit on that because it'll yeah. totally, you know, cancel oh, it out. what is it? CPY 450? Uh, cyto- oh, I don't no, Cytochrome P450? Don't ask me. I Sorry. work in entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a medication I need to worry about. So. It's fine. It's fine. But like, <laughs> but you know, like, like I have looked up interactions for things and I'm like, oh, I would never even have thought, you know? So yeah. anyway, it just you comes back know. to like being responsible, I guess. I, yeah. You know. The term critical thinking has been hijacked, but the yeah. the concept of just like, you know, being mindful and diligent. Yeah. And, and again, if that thing doesn't work for you, that does not mean that all hope is lost. Yes. It just means that that thing doesn't fit whatever's going on with you. Yeah. And there are lots of other things you can do. I want to validate people's fears right now, yeah. people's concerns, frustrations. The health journey can be very frustrating trying yeah. to get into different doctors. Both yeah. of us have been there. We didn't talk about this, but Zan, you know, experienced a terrible physical trauma <laughs> and has had to go through insane amounts of hoops, yep. therapies, <laughs> treatments. So she knows more than most people. Like this is it's not easy. Yeah. Don't give up hope. Your frustration is real. Yeah. Your your and desire. There's nothing wrong yeah. either with embarking on like a wellness journey. Like yes, I, I don't all, want anybody there. to, <laughs> to think that I'm just ragging on that. There is nothing wrong with that. I also do things for my own health and wellness. I like to look into things when they come up to see like what it's about. But again, it just comes back to being mindful and just like really taking care of yourself. Yep. And, and don't lose don't hope. Lose hope. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to be at Barry's five days a week. You probably shouldn't. Eat a cookie. Honestly. Eat a cookie. Like don't obsess over healthy food. Yeah. You know, that that's not healthy. Like, yeah. Probably being repetitive at this point, but it's something I actually do really care about, and I wish I had a, a more coherent way of explaining it. Yeah, there's just there just always needs to be a balance in everything. Yep, a balance, a Libra yeah. balance. Yeah, I was like, I don't know anything about balance. <laughs> what I don't is know that what I'm mean? talking about? <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm chemically um, imbalanced on top of that. So, <laughs> jokes on my, me. That's my personality. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, like, thank you for helping facilitate this conversation. Of course. For bringing up so many amazing points and sharing your experiences, Oops. your point of view. Oh my God. All right, so Zan, before we sign off yes. for the evening, I would love nothing more than for you to talk about your forthcoming podcast. We're working on it here in the studio. Pretty and witty and gay. Best title, by the way. Thank you so much. Um, I was really just talking about myself, you know. <laughs> Simply gorgeous. 
Yeah, no, sometimes I'm pretty, sometimes I'm witty, but I'm gay all the time. Um, one, yes. So. One of my favorite lines from, I don't know if you've watched the Catherine Cohen stand-up yet, that Tyler no, had me watch like five times in Europe. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> I think he tried to get me to watch it one time, and I was like, no, I do want to watch this, but, but we have to go. Attention. Yeah, we got to go. <laughs> um, this applies because she says at the very beginning, I feel insane, but I look literally stunning. And I'm like... <laughs> That's you. my aesthetic. I feel insane, but I look mm. literally stunning. That's me. Pretty and witty and gay. Yes. Okay, so Pretty and Witty and Gay, until we get a season to <laughs> is the new podcast that I'm developing. Um, the idea for Pretty, Witty, and Gay started out as like an L word deep dive, you know, episode by episode, because that show is so ridiculous, but we all love it. <laughs> um, it's the thread that unites us all. Um, and but by I, us, you mean lesbians. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's an open invitation. Like, anybody could watch the L word. but Inclusive. Yeah. I'm not trying to gatekeep the L word. <laughs> by all means, like, please, Step please right up. see what I'm dealing with there. Um, but I, uh, the more I thought about it, the more um, I wanted to have a second component um, that's where I dedicate an episode to a show or a film that's about queer women and or by queer women. Um, you know, like as a community, we all laugh about how ridiculous the L word is, but part of why it's so relevant still is because at the time it was like a seminal piece of media for lesbian representation. Um, and even though, again, it is insanely dated and there's like a lot of problematic stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> Again, it was, like, so important at the time. And also, in general, we don't get a lot of representation. So, again, huge step for us as a community. That being said, there are so many pieces of queer media that aren't as well-known that deserve, like, the recognition. And so I would love to, you know, go through and find those pieces and be able to share what I found, partially for my own edification, but then also just, again, to, like, uplift these voices. I guess, I was like, what point am I on? I guess, like, a third layer to this. You know, we hear studios saying all the time that, like, they don't want to make a quote-unquote diverse film because they don't think that enough people are going to come see it. And all of us from whatever community all know that that's not true. Like, we are all so hungry for this kind of representation. and So we thirsty will for content. I am so fucking thirsty to see some hot lesbians <laughs> on the screen. Have you seen Do Revenge yet? No, I need to. Or I need to. Come over, we'll do movie night. Okay, great. All right, cool. Sorry to interrupt your spiel. Um, we can watch the Catherine Cohen special. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, there is a real need for it. And we're, you know, every day we're getting a little, little bit more representation, but it's not enough. And there are pieces that already exist that, again, need, I think, need to be seen by everybody absolutely yeah not just queer women everybody 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 um so yeah those things deserve to see the light of day i again <laughs> would like to see them too and learn yeah. along with everybody else and hopefully introduce you to your new favorite movie or your new favorite tv show i don't know the new l word or your new favorite podcast yes that's really what this is it's yours but don't compete with mine I could never. How many Jeez. times have I texted you at two in the morning being like, this TikTok told me something about my mercury and I don't <laughs> understand what that is. You've told me 17 times and I have no idea. Also, as a lesbian, I'm supposed to know these things. That's and I, why we work hand in hand. Official <sighs> TikTok, I meant to say podcast, official podcast partnership. Do you know that CoStar is the unofficial lesbian dating app? <laughs> well, actually, genuinely, one time I was on Hinge and this girl popped up who put her full birthday, 
her time, her <laughs> location, and she was like, look up our compatibility before you swipe. And I was like, I'm just going to swipe no. Oh, my God. That's actually so genius, though. Yeah. So excited for your podcast. Thank you so much for being here, for yeah. helping me talk about all the stuff that I am ranting to you about via text. So I love more it. people can hear, more people can feel validated, have mm -hmm. the tools to look at their social media through a new lens, be a little bit healthier and more balanced, and take better care of themselves. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, man. I know you can't see on podcasts, but I should have worn my daddy shirt. Oh, yeah. Uh, St. Vincent. Speaking of hot lesbians. Um, Validate us harder, daddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next time. All right, folks. Thanks again for joining us today. So happy you were here and survived our absolute free fall of an unmedicated conversation. We hope you feel validated in your frustration with health and social media. We hope you feel equipped to have a better experience with it, better boundaries, more context, a healthier lens. We hope you feel validated harder. We'll be back here next week with ways you can take better care of yourself during eclipse season. Shannon is back in the studio with your eclipse season survival guide for the upcoming Scorpio new moon. I'm scared, but you shouldn't be because you've got Shannon, the absolute master, lighting the way. We'll see you then. Aviento. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of This Is Fine. I've been your host, Dominique Michelle Astorino. We're based in San Diego, recording in studio at DLI Productions in Pacific Beach with Emmy Award-winning sound designer Dan De La Isla. This is a comedy and advice podcast, but for legal reasons, this entire podcast is a joke and none of it is medical advice. To download the transcript or learn more, visit thisisfinepodcast.com. 